Essa This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. Truth is very troubling, my friends. Truth is very, very troubling, particularly when it cuts across your political viewpoints. And so today on Viewpoint, we're going to see just how troubling truth can be. In fact, truth has become so troubling that the Trump grand jury in New York will not meet, will not meet today, and likely not until next week. Why is that? Because truth is making its way to the surface in that case. You say, really? What's going on? Well, we're going to find about that here today on Viewpoint, because truth has a way of making its way through the skulldudgery, intentional or otherwise, through all of the murk, all the mustiness, all the cover-ups, all of the, uh, the hatred, all of the malignancy, all of the political shenanigans. It has its way of making its way to the surface. And today on Viewpoint, we take a look at the surfacing of truth. The surfacing of truth as it relates, yes, specifically to this matter of the alleged Trump trial that was scheduled by Alvin Bragg, Manhattan District Attorney, who has animus beyond all imagination toward Donald Trump as a person but more importantly, politically. In fact, Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg received a million dollars from George Soros. In order to carry on George Soros's agenda, their office to turn America upside down through the New York District Attorney's office. Are you ready? You see, here on Viewpoint today, we're going to do a little cross-examination. It takes a little skill to do a cross-examination when you don't have the witnesses right in front of you. But interestingly, cross-examination was always what I enjoyed most about a trial. I really did. I enjoyed cross-examination. It's been said that cross-examination is the greatest engine of truth ever devised for humanity. Well, it might be the not the only engine of truth, but it is certainly a great engine of truth if you know how to do it and you care about truth. I care about truth. In fact, this program is all about truth. Jesus said, if you uh, have seen me, you've seen the Father, And he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man will come to the Father but by me. If you don't believe that, you don't believe truth. You don't believe the truth. Because Jesus said, I am the truth. Pontius Pilate had a problem with that. He was a good old crusty politician of his day with his allegiance to the Roman Empire, but his own pocket and his only power, person, position. 
And when he was questioning Jesus on the stand, he asked Jesus what he was about. Are you, are you here to be a king? And he said, no, my kingdom is not of this world. I came to bear witness to the truth. And, of course, Pontius Pilate scoffing at him, kind of sneering the way people do today. What is truth? What is truth? Well, truth has been manifesting itself. In fact, truth manifested itself after Jesus was crucified on the cross. He declared it is finished, and a great earthquake took place. It tore the uh, veil of the temple in two, and it was so great that the head of the centurion, the centurion who was heading up the crucifixion party, said, surely this must have been the Son of God. Wow. That was a resurrection of truth, even amid a crucifixion. And then, of course, also, when he was buried, you'll recall, he was buried, and they said, the Jewish leaders went to Pontius Pilate, they said, hey, this guy said that uh, within three days he was going to escape from the tomb, so we don't want his disciples to come by and take him and steal him away, so we want you to put a seal on that tomb so that no way, no how, will he ever get out of that tomb. Well, truth has its way of making its way to the surface, notwithstanding a Roman guard, notwithstanding Pontius Pilate, notwithstanding the confederation and conspiracy of 71 elders of Israel, Jesus rose from the dead. After three days, as it was three days, Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the whale, so Jesus arose the third day. The angel was there. The disciples came. They were skeptical. But I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you who was not skeptical. The Roman guards were not skeptical. You know why they weren't skeptical? Because Jesus wasn't in the tomb. Truth had risen to the surface. And they couldn't deny it. Well, as if that were not enough, the religious leaders of the day decide they were going to suborn perjury. And so they paid off those guys. You see, those Roman soldiers were subject to a death penalty because the person they were supposed to be guarding, a dead man, had escaped and was no longer dead. And who could ever bear such a story? So, the religious leaders, the revered, pietistic Pharisees and Sadducees and scribes kind of connived together, and they said, let's pay these guys off. So they did. They didn't even get a document back to protect themselves. No. They wanted to shut these guys up. Why? Because they didn't want the truth to come forth, even when it was obvious, and even though hundreds of others were resurrected on the same day. Well, my friends, truth has a way of making itself manifest no matter how many people conspire against it. 
no matter how many district attorneys conspire against it, no matter how many congressional uh, conspiratorial uh, folk conspire against it in a January 6th convention or committee. Truth has a way of making its glorious head discovered. Well, here is the story. The Trump grand jury will not meet, did not meet today, will probably not meet Thursday. Maybe it's all up in the air. Why is it up in the air, friends? Is it speculation? Did something arise from the from the grave, the the uh, legalistic grave? What's going on here? We're going to find out. Oh, but friends, this issue goes much, much deeper than most people even have an inkling of. We'll talk about that here on Viewpoint Today. The truth comes forth. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at Save us.org Welcome back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. Today we cross-examine the evidence of the news, if you can call it evidence. You see, evidence has to be true in order to leg- legitimately be evidence. If it's not true, It's not legitimately evidence. It's an ability, an effort to deceive. Right? So if you present a document in a court trial and it has nothing whatsoever to do with the issue or it's been fabricated or whatever, it's not legitimate evidence. It's being used to deceive, to distract the judge or to distract the jury from the actual truth. So what's going on with this trial up there, the alleged trial that was to be where Donald Trump was to be handcuffed today or yesterday? It's hard to even remember what day it is anymore. Trump was to be handcuffed yesterday, and then everybody expected he'd be handcuffed today. But the jury, the grand jury, has not brought down an indictment. In fact, They've been given a vacation, a day off. Were they given a day off because the grand, the uh, district attorney, Alvin Bragg, wanted to be nice? Oh, no. In fact, it's hard sometimes to figure out why they were given the day off. But it's not that hard, friends. Not if you cross-examine the news and the evidence. So here it is. The grand jury has been told to remain on standby for tomorrow. This would be a case of first impression, as it has been said, but it would be a case that is unsustainable because legally there's no crime. So what's the deal? If If legally there's no crime, then why the grand jury? Well, the whole purpose of the grand jury is not to find out 
if there was a crime and how to respond to it, but to create a crime, to manufacture a crime. Now, I would want, want to manufacture a crime because you have an ulterior motive, because you're not interested in the truth. You're interested in triumphing over a potential political candidate that you don't want to even get close to the White House again. Sources say that Monday's grand jury testimony from Robert Costello, a former legal advisor for Michael Cohen, who has appeared as the chief glorious witness relied upon by District Attorney Alvin Bragg, but he was also a one-time lawyer for former President Donald Trump, is the real reason behind the delays. Now, what is it about the jury testimony from Robert Costello? Well, Trump claimed this morning on Truth Social that Bragg is having a hard time with the grand jury, especially after the powerful testimony against him by Felon Cohen's highly respected former lawyer, that is, Robert Costello. So, a conclusion to the year-long investigation could possibly result in first-ever charges against a former or sitting U.S. president. And Trump's former so-called fixer, that is, Cohen, has alleged he made the payments at Trump's direction to buy Daniel's silence about Trump's alleged extramarital affair. Notice, alleged extramarital affair. But Trump denied the affair that took place, and others in his orbit have said Cohen acted on his own, Cohen being Trump's former attorney. So security was very high around the courthouse, you might understand, where the grand jury has been meeting with court officers out early and barricades up around the building, just like the January 6th committee had to put barricades up to protect against the truth of what really happened there on January 6th. Trump's fellow Republicans have criticized the probe by George Soros-funded Bragg, who is a Democrat, as politically motivated, including, and, and even Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has agreed. Trump is set up. It's all a fake. But the news media is carrying the water for Attorney General Alvin Bragg. Why? Because they're all in the same boat. They're not interested in truth. They're interested in triumph. Triumph over Donald Trump. So no matter what you think of Donald Trump, that's not the issue here. The issue isn't whether you have a love affair with Donald Trump or don't or don't like him or despise him or issue. It's about Truth, friends. God desires truth in the inward part. So if we're not lovers of truth, if we don't desire for truth to be borne out in our legal system, it's hard to say that we're Christians. Because a Christian is going to love the truth. 
a real Christian is going to love the truth, no matter what his political persuasion, right? Because if you elevate politics over truth, you've already made politics your idol, and that's your God. So you've already committed blasphemy. I hate to put it so bluntly, but sometimes in order to really understand the reality, the spiritual reality of how we live, what we do or don't do, we have to put things in very direct terms. Not hateful terms, but direct terms. And that's what we do here on Viewpoint. It's not to be angry. It's not to... uh, uh, attack any particular person. We try to avoid that kind of thing here on this program. We don't use labels here. Have you noticed that? We don't use labels. We don't use pejoratives here. No. We look at the issue. Now, believe it or not, even many moderate Democrats are worried if an indictment would uh, would come out against Donald Trump because of the massive political risk that it would carry. The court system, according to Senator Joe Manchin, a Democrat from West Virginia, said the court system should not be perceived to be involved in the political process. He said, I think I'd have the, this case is going to have the reverse effect of what people might be thinking. Doesn't matter to Mr. Bragg, though, because he has bragging rights. What are his bragging rights? He is the emissary of George Soros, having received the money-changing gift of a million dollars to his campaign to make sure that he does the will of George Soros. Don't tell me it doesn't matter. Oh, money speaks loudly, friends, to a candidate much more loudly than we care to imagine. So, in another matter, but it's going along the same order of things, a lawsuit has been filed against the U.S. Department of Justice and the National Archives and Records Administration accusing the Washington bureaucracies of hiding from public inspection Hundreds of pages of papers documenting the FBI's bungled Russia collusion probe. I want you to remember the words hundreds of pages. It's going to become relevant again. It's going to take us back to Attorney General Bragg there in Manhattan. And we're going to find that it might, the words hundreds of pages are probably at the root of why the grand jury has been put on hold or given a day off due to the kindness of Attorney Bragg's heart. So here we go. These documents that we're talking about in this lawsuit now, a different lawsuit, were declassified by President Donald Trump. The collusion investigation was based on lies created by operatives for then-Democrat presidential candidate Hillary Clinton and anti-Trump activists inside the FBI and the DOJ. All of that is, is true. That has been established, proved beyond a reasonable doubt, 
It's absolutely true. No matter how much other noise was made to make it seem not true, it has proven to be true. One FBI agent famously promised another that he would not, quote, let Trump be president. But years of investigation showed there was nothing to the Russian collusion claims but lies. It was all made up. Out of whole cloth. Now, the organization Just the News, headed up by John Solomon, has filed an action with the assistance of the American First Legal Public Interest Law Firm. The case alleges the two agencies violated the Presidential Records Act by keeping the declassified Russian probe documents out of the archives, official collection for the Trump presidency. In other words, they did not want Donald Trump to have any affirmation, any support for his positions, even though these were all true and legitimate records and had been declassified. They, on their own motion did exactly what they accused Donald Trump of doing, having documents at Mar-a-Lago. So this is a case about two government agencies apparently colluding to evade the Presidential Records Act. Evidence included with the filing featured emails from a top archives official last August acknowledging that the declassified records should be returned by DOJ as quickly as possible so that we can have a full, releasable set of records. Stephen Miller, president of the American First and former Trump advisor, said public transparency requires access to the documents. It's hard to identify a more glaring example of the deep state weaponizing government against the American people than unelected bureaucrats refusing to release the records of the Russian collusion hoax after they've been ordered declassified by the duly elected President of the United States. And why wouldn't they want to do that? Lying, deception, dissimulation. Congressional investigators revealed that the FBI actually engaged in misconduct by seeking a Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court warrant authorizing it to spy on the 2016 Trump campaign. Trump signed the order declassifying those documents January 2021. So, we go back now, we go back now to the case in Manhattan. The court, actually the grand jury, There was a suspicious proponent, uh, excuse me, postponement confirmed today in the meetings of the Manhattan Grand Jury that people are trying to figure out what's going on. Trump wasn't handcuffed yesterday, and he wasn't handcuffed today because they canceled the gathering of the grand jury today. So what's going on here? How is the truth coming out? Well, here it is. Multiple reports are citing the potentially game-changing testimony 
from a witness on Monday. Now, what was that game-changing testimony on Monday? It was lawyer Robert Costello, who formerly advised Michael Cohen, who confirmed, quote, I spoke to the jury for two hours. He's talking about his testimony. It was clear to me that the Manhattan grand jury did not want to get the truth. Are you listening? The lawyer testifying said it was clear to me that the Manhattan grand jury did not want to get to the truth. How did he know that? That's what we're about to find out, friends. How did he know that? We'll be right back. It's all coming to the surface. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. SaveUS.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at SaveUS.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, SaveUS.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, SaveUS.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archive. Save America Ministries website at SaveUS.org. Welcome back to Viewpoint. Truth is coming forth, friends. Truth is arriving, arising from out from under the grave where it has been buried, where it was sealed away, supposedly to keep it out of the knowledge and eyes of the grand jury and also the eyes of the American people. But it's still coming out. Through unsuspecting ways, as truth often does. You know, I... uh, let me just share a little side with you, uh, not involving this case, but involving a criminal case that uh, yours truly handled many years ago. I normally did not handle criminal cases, but handled civil cases. Uh, but in this particular instance, because I had done a number of civil cases for this particular family, they came to me when a young man in his early 20s, part of the family, uh, was charged with a burglary. Of course, that's a felony, and you don't want to play games with that. So I received the police report uh, containing the alleged facts of the burglary and how it took place and where it took place and so on. So a preliminary hearing was set to determine whether or not my client should be bound over for trial on the the, uh, felony charge. So I decided, you know what, I'm not going to just sit here in my office. I'm going to go to the location, and I'm going to see with my eyes whether the evidence lines up. 
as the police have set forth in their report. So I went and I looked around and the more I looked, the more I realized that what the police had put in their report was impossible, literally impossible to have occurred. There was nothing about it that led to the possibility that the police might be right. So when the preliminary hearing came, we went before the judge, not a jury because it was a preliminary hearing, and uh, the police officers got on the stand to give their testimony, and I began to cross-examine. It didn't take more than about 10 minutes, maybe 15 at the max, before the judge was so irate, so upset with these officers that had obviously prevaricated, that's putting it mildly, had obviously written up a false report, made up a story that would have taken my client to prison for many, many years. And when that judge, through cross-examination, saw the fabrication that these officers had done, in anger, he took his gavel, slammed it down on the uh, judge's desk there, and he said, case dismissed. Now, why do I bring that up? Because, friends, you have to challenge the so-called prevailing facts as presented in order to know the truth. The Bible said it's the truth that will make you free. Not popular ideas, not popular perceptions, not frog, uh, propaganda that's being passed down in the name of evidence. No. It's truth that will make us free, friends. And in order for you to embrace truth, you have to have a conscience. So World Tribune came out with a very interesting piece. Conscience was not a factor. Not a factor for the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg, who was propelled into his lofty position against the former President of the United States due in major part to the leftist billionaire George Soros, who has been funding radically liberal district attorneys all over the country from coast to coast in order to destroy America's legal system and in order to create chaos in the streets so that Americans will no longer trust their legal system. Now, the Bible has something to say about this. Did you know that? It says a gift perverts judgment. So when District Attorney Alvin Bragg received his million dollars from George Soros, along with that was essentially a commitment to violate whatever conscience Mr. Bragg may have had to repay Mr. Soros by going after Donald Trump in whatever means necessary to eliminate the greatest 2024 challenge to globalists and their great reset agenda. Now, my friends, you're beginning to hear 
the rest of the story. The rest of the story is that this isn't about whether Trump wrote a check to Stormy Daniels or not. Thought about that at all. It's about globalism. It's about the desire and intention of the both Republican and Democratic globalists to make sure that Donald Trump never sets foot in the White House again. They are desperate. We cannot let it happen. We won't let it happen. We'll do whatever we have to do. We'll suborn perjury. We'll raise up a million dollars in uh, attorney generals all over the country. Whatever we have to do to take him out. Now, I want to ask you a question. Do you want to live in a country like that? We're not talking about whether you like Donald Trump. That's not the issue. What if the same thing were done to your favorite, whoever your favorite is? Would it make any difference? It shouldn't. Because this is an issue of truth. It's an issue of your conscience. And money destroys the conscience. Especially when there is a direct and open agenda at stake. So here's what happened. The Trump targeting DA, Alvin Bragg, was caught hiding hundreds of pages of evidence on Monday. Yep. The very kind of accusations that have been made by his, like, uh, those like him against Donald Trump is what they themselves are doing. It's called projection, friends. So you do it, and then you accuse the other guy of doing it to hide what you're doing. So there was what appeared to be a suspicious postponement confirmed today in the meetings for the Manhattan Grand Jury. And so the Grand Jury was given a day off. Why? The game-changing testimony from a witness on Monday. That witness, an attorney, revealed that Mr. Bragg had been caught hiding many hundreds of pages of exculpatory evidence from grand jury members. In other words, exculpatory evidence is evidence that would have, could have been used to prove Mr. Trump totally innocent. It was Robert, the lawyer, Robert Costello, who formerly advised Michael Cohen, who betrayed Mr. Trump over and over again. And Robert Costello spoke to the jury for two hours in testimony. He said, it was clear to me the Manhattan grand jury did not want to get to the truth. Now, another attorney, analyst Greg Jarrett, explained it this way. When Bob Costello got into that grand jury room and told them, wait a minute, 
You don't have the hundreds of pages I handed over to you over to Alvin Blag, Bragg over here? You only have six cherry-picked documents. You know, hiding from grand juries exculpatory evidence and information is reprehensible and unconscionable. And the conduct of Alvin Bragg and his henchman Mark Pomerantz, who specifically says in his book, we're targeting zombies because we don't like his beliefs, those guys should face disbarment proceedings. Oh, my goodness. Now, this great witness, attorney Robert Costello, is saying that Alvin Bragg and his cohorts are the ones that should face the music. They should face disbarment proceedings. In fact, Harvard Law Professor Emeritus Alan Dershowitz, who is a liberal and Democrat, added his perspective. He said, you know, in my book called Get Trump, I go through all those four allegations, and I say there's plenty of smoke, but there's no fire. And if there was a fire, it would be set by arsonists. He said there's no crime committed in any of the four allegations that Mr. Bragg has made, and I prove that categorically in my book called Get Trump. Where did I get the name Get Trump? I got that from Letitia James' campaign slogan. Her campaign promise was, I promise you, I will get Trump. Now, who is Letitia James? (laughs) The one who preceded Alvin Bragg. Are you beginning to get the picture? Dershowitz went on. He said, I want to add something new that hasn't been said before. I think that the attorney, Bob Costello, has changed the case dramatically. I think that the attorney general, Bragg, now only has two possible results. Number one, he can say, all right, I'm going to try to make the case without Cohen. Or... He cannot use Cohen as a witness anymore. In other words, his case collapsed. The truth is out. What does it mean? We'll be back. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a hard longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. May the truth arise to the surface. May it come out of its grave clothes. And may it actually speak to America, speak to Americans' hearts and minds, to our consciences, that we will forget our pursuit of power politics for a moment, 
and decide to be lovers of the truth, or we will lose our country. I'm making a declaration to you. If we do not become lovers of the truth and abandon our pursuit of power, perks, and position through politics alone, we will lose our country. Because you cannot have a country like America without truth. You can't. You just can't. Truth is the fundamental virtue that holds the, the uh, a country together. Because without truth, you have no trust. And without trust, you have nothing. Are you listening? Without trust, you have nothing. That's why the American people are getting more and more concerned and upset. How do you restrain people? from speaking up against the war against truth, even in our elections, and then call it an insurrection subject to imprisonment. Where is the redress of grievances? There is no more redress of grievances. There is no love for the truth. No desire for the truth. It's all about the pursuit of power. And with it, it's perks and position. Power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely, and that's where we are. So when Alan Dershowitz, in 60 years of practicing criminal law, he's former Harvard Law Professor Emeritus, a lifelong leftist, he says, I have never seen a worse abuse of prosecutorial discretion than the Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg's pending case against President Trump. And Dershowitz doesn't have any love affair for Donald Trump. What he's interested in is, is truth. He's interested in proper, legitimate, truthful pursuit of the legal procedures. Now, we move further. Uh, we're not through yet. Nowhere near. This article, Trump, New York prosecutor interfering in U.S. elections should be arrested. That's what this is really about. Alan Bragg, the Attorney General for Manhattan, conjuring up false, a false case in order to crucify Donald Trump so that he could never again enter the White House. That's his goal. That's the goal. So, what he's really doing, his motivation, as has been disclosed by Alan Dershowitz, a liberal lawyer, respected, is it has nothing to do with whether or not Donald Trump is actually guilty of a real crime. What he is trying to do 
is with a million dollars devoted to him by uh, George Soros to interfere with the 2024 election so that Donald Trump cannot get elected. That's his goal. And what would you do if you, if you came to the conclusion that that was his goal and that the evidence begins to show with the hiding of documents, the refusal to prevent the majority of the documents that were relevant, what would you say? Maybe we need to find out a little bit more of who Alvin Bragg really is. The prosecutor. Another article says the waiting game over potential Trump indictment grows more intense. Friends, as these things are growing more and more intense, what do you expect we the people to do? We want truth. Just like God desires truth in the inward man, we want a truthful, honest process, regardless of the outcome. We don't want false motivations. We want legitimate and truthful legal motivations. If there's a crime, fine. Don't create one in order to accomplish your agenda. So, even Ron DeSantis, Republican from Florida, who may very well be a potential presidential contender with Donald Trump, says this case is absurd. There's no foundation for it. But, as one article says, it's not over. The Department of Justice blasted for further setting sights on Trump voters. It's not just about Donald Trump, my friends. It's about you. If you voted for him, Manhattan tomorrow, what will certainly be an overwhelming liberal grand jury will meet, and unless something unexpected happens, Democrats will have taken the unprecedented step of using a corrupt justice system to take out the front runner in the Republican presidential field in a presidential race. And that, my friends, is a war against you. It's against America. It's against the whole system. It's corrupt. And it's, does this... To anyone sound almost treasonous? Why do the Democrats have to have the January 6th emergency meeting to complete the election uh, theft? In other words, the committee. This is all part of the issue, friends. Listen carefully. A sparse and socially distanced audience at the inauguration of President Joe Biden at the U.S. Capitol. Very sparse. Not like Donald Trump's campaigns. The congressional certification of Joe Biden's win in the 2020 presidential race was accomplished in the dark of night. After the so-called riot happened in the U.S. Capitol and members of Congress reconvened. Now a report explains it had to happen that way, no matter what any supporters of President Trump may or may not have done that day. 
The short explanation is that since there were multiple motions pending before Congress on challenges to the election results, if the event had proceeded routinely, they would have been considered and Congress would have been required to debate those challenges. So, in order to dispense with those motions without having them considered, Congress had to be in an emergency session, which was provided by the reaction to the protesters at the Capitol, according to the report. The FBI and government apparatus had advanced knowledge of the scale of the January 6th Mall Assembly, yet did nothing. Why were the Hill police never informed of the FBI concerned? Why didn't House Speaker Nancy Pelosi secure the Capitol Hill complex? Why did she deny the President of the United States to call up the normal National Guard for security? Why did the FBI have agent provocateurs in the crowd, seemingly stimulating rage within a peaceful crowd, to enter the Capitol building? Well, it's because they had to use that as a means of avoiding the Congress actually having a debate over the motions that had been made. It was a sleight of hand in the dark of night, my friends. And you can thank Mr. McConnell and Nancy Pelosi for it. Very wicked people. So what is it really all about? It's all about the battle for globalism. When Donald Trump came out and descended down the stairs of the escalator and announced his campaign originally there for the uh, 2016 election, he declared his campaign was to make America great again. To resist the forces of globalism and the new world order He said, we need to get back to being the country that God would have us to be and that we needed to get things in order in our country, that we're not here to rule the world. We're not here to be globalists. We're here to be Americans. And we're here to live righteously and truthfully and honorably and to get our economy in order and to get our borders in order so that we can be a legitimate country. And the Republican and Democratic globalists said, you've got to be kidding me. No way, no how. And they rose up in horror and declared, we will never let this man back in office. They couldn't believe that he was even announcing, let alone that he could possibly be elected. But the American people understood what was happening in our country, at least to some extent. And they said, no matter his imperfections, of which he has many, and so do you, in spite of his imperfections, this is the man that's speaking truth for the hour. And they elected him, much to the hated chagrin of Republicans and Democrats, who were consummate globalists. 
And during his entire administration, they attacked him with every single thing they could, twice efforts to impeach him. And he's risen above every time. And now they're making another effort to take him out preemptively through Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg by concocting a story that has no evidence to support it. This is dangerous, friends. This is dangerous in more ways than you can imagine. It's not just about our judicial system. It's about the whole world. It's about capitulating our entire world into the biblically promised new world order that will lift up an antichrist figure to rule with absolute control and disdain for truth. You think I'm kidding? Why don't you just get a hold of my book, King of the Mountain? See where that's going. King of the Mountain, $20 book, yours for $15. You'll begin to see what's really going on in our world. It's a battle for globalism, friends. And Donald Trump is caught in the midst of it on your behalf. We need to start thinking very seriously about truth and not the propaganda that's presented to us. So who is Alvin Bragg, the prosecutor? Well, you might want to look him up. He's held the top law enforcement office for just 15 months, but his record has been scandalous. After only three days in office, he declared that his office would not pursue prison time for crimes involving drug dealing, burglary, and armed robbery. Said he would not prosecute low-level offenses at all, such as resisting arrest, prostitution, marijuana-related misdemeanors. He prompted at least nine Manhattan prosecutors to quit. So why is he going after Trump for a non-crime? Think about it. You might want to get a copy of my book, Renewing the Soul of America, as well. Encourage yourself with that book. $15 on our website, saveus.org. Renewing the Soul of America. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church, declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.